0: Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. So welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. I'm recording this episode, as I always do, in my recording studio in Dubai, and I'm actually really happy to be um, interviewing and speaking to a fantastic lady who has launched one of the region's um, latest and greatest loyalty programs. So as many of you may know, um, certainly the UAE or the United Arab Emirates is a very advanced and very retail savvy market. particularly the Shaloub group that I'm speaking today, um, was one of the last to launch a loyalty program. And we'll get into talking exactly why they waited until quite recently to do that and exactly what they've launched. So I am speaking today to Nida Yunus and really exciting to be talking today about the Muse program. Welcome Nida to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. It's a pleasure to, to be here with you today. Great, great. And I know it's a particularly trying time um, for anyone in retail, Nida. So I think um, just to first of all acknowledge, thank you for your time. Um For no listeners, just to um, explain that the UAE has announced that all shopping malls will be closing in the UAE tomorrow, um, which is the 24th of March. So by the time you guys are listening to this, we will have had um, a week of real total lockdown in this country. So, Nita, first and foremost, I know you are a loyalty expert and we'll get into talking to you all about the Muse program. Um, But before we get into the group of companies or any of that, tell me what is your favorite loyalty statistic?
1: Um, so I love to show that um, loyalty actually works. You often hear people saying loyalty is dead, and um, you know it's uh, there's far too many programs. But uh, one of my favorite statistics is from the Forrester, which, which states that you know 56% consumers seek uh, uh, programs or brands they like, mm-hmm. and 60, 60% say loyalty actually influences the, their purchase behavior. So um, you know after we went live with news, it was actually a proven fact. That um, members were so excited to have the program. Uh, you know, they were asking if they could earn points uh, historically for all their shopping in the yeah. last, you know, <laughs> how many ever years. And yeah. um, and and really, like we've started to see this behavior change where people choose to shop within some of our department stores rather than uh, go out and shop at other standalone brands where they possibly can't engage with the program. Sure. Um Personally as well, like I choose to fly Emirates or when I go to London, I shop in Harrods because of their loyalty program. So, you know, it's, it's something that I always go back to and say loyalty is not dead.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm delighted to hear it. <laughs> I think we all have of us, a job. We do have a job. We certainly do. And I think, I suppose, um, again, given that not all of our listeners uh, would know this region, um, I wanted to maybe give a sense of the scale of the company that you work for. Um, so, the company name is The Shaloub Group. And I know that you operate in 14 different countries, um, a total of over 700 stores with, I believe, about 12,000 employees needed. So, it's actually a huge huge operation. So would you tell us maybe a bit about what does Shaloub specialize in, in terms of its retail operations?
1: Sure. So, um, the Shaloo Group is actually uh, a leading partner of luxury across the Middle East, and um, it's been operational since the '50s. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like we are sort of market leaders when it comes to beauty, fashion, and gift sectors regionally. Um, in um, a couple of years ago, nine hundred, you know, well, eight hundred days ago, the group also set on this uh, sort of transformation of uh, moving from a traditional sort of distributor to to a retailer that brings a hybrid. Uh, experience to its customers everywhere. So, yeah, um, Muse is actually uh, one of uh, the, the projects that came out of the whole transformation uh, goals, which which really is about putting the customer at the heart of everything that we do. Um, uh, Muse as a loyalty program um, is live. Uh, uh, for about seven months now in the UAE, and uh, we launched in Kuwait uh, at the end of last year in November as well. Okay. Um, uh, we currently have over thirty-five brands mm-hmm. um, across fashion, beauty, and lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and it and it ranges across our own concepts like uh, Level Shoes, Triano, uh-huh. uh, Goali, um, as well as you know some of the well-known international brands like Swarovski, Molton Brown, Lacoste, yeah. uh, L'Occitane, Paul Smith, Michael Kors, No. Urban Decay um, wow. um, To name a few And uh, recently We also went live With Faces Which is our own Sort of uh, Beauty concept uh, Department wow. store
0: Wow and I have to say I'm a bit of a shoeaholic as well Nita so um, <laughs> totally so Level Shoes in Dubai Mall for anyone who's uh, listening is, is just an extraordinary shoe shopping experience um, mm-hmm. and it's it's all ends of the market but but including the, the top premium brands so to be able to shop in Level Shoes and get uh, get your muse points um, is, is really a beautiful experience. So um, a huge amount of work and I remember talking to you about this before and we were certainly together at the Loyalty Magazine Awards um, and conference in October in London. And uh, I know you had just launched the program then. So I'd love to get a sense um, first of all in terms of, you know, what is it that you're trying to achieve with Muse, particularly as I mentioned in the opening, you've waited quite a long time as a luxury retailer to launch something like this. So so why did you wait and, and what have you built?
1: um so i think uh you know patrick shallu who is our ceo of the group was um very cl- clear that he didn't want to launch a loyalty program, which is just uh, a discounts-based program. So often any program that was presented to him was probably rejected and, um, you know, didn't uh, meet his requirements in terms of, yeah. um, the, you know, what, what would appeal to the customer, a luxury customer. So um, we really um, worked hard on uh, sort of uh, building a proposition which took this uh, program beyond uh, points and beyond, uh, you know, uh, that sort of transactional relationship. So um, uh, the loyalty program, which is out there right now, is – you know, looks to build a sort of human connection with our customers. It's not really about demanding loyalty from our customers, but it's actually showing our loyalty back to them. And Mm -hmm. at the forefront of this is our experiences value proposition. It's through these experiences that we believe that we can make that sort of um, emotional and human connection with our customers Mm -hmm. um, and offer them an amazing experience across the group.
0: So, when I was doing some research on the background, Nida, um, I came across um, just a a, a mention that you guys have spent actually about the last two years developing this program. So, to me, it shows a real commitment to exactly what it is that you're committed to in terms of, as you've already said, you know, just demonstrating your loyalty back to your customer. Um, So, I just really wanted to get a sense, were you inspired by other loyalty programs, maybe around the world, or maybe what was the journey I think when you mentioned to me, you came in at you know, the strategy stage of where there was an intention to launch loyalty, but then there's been a huge amount of work done over the last couple of years. So I'd love to hear all about that journey
1: sure um so yes two years seems like a long time but um you know so I, I kind of stepped into the project maybe five months in and we really uh by that point had decided that we're not going to launch a traditional loyalty program it has to be different so defining that value proposition took a bit of time uh you know in terms of you know what's the right um uh, value proposition by tier uh mm. by you know what's the right sort of Entry level experience to what is that sort of elevated experience? You know, yeah. um, the the time spent on 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 research as well. So we did a bit of consumer research. We have an in-house consumer research team as well. So we reached out to uh, we reached out to our shoppers to find out. You know, what were they seeking out? You know, uh, how would an experience program sit with them? Mm-hmm. So we got really good and positive validation with everything we did. Um, and really, then after that the 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 time frame of launching the loyalty program was exactly one year and that would that meant Everything from from scratch, of setting up a team, setting you know choosing your technology, yeah. to actually going live with you know having trained <laughs> yeah, um, a about, whole team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we we trained over a hundred frontliners, um, yeah. and and then the, those frontliners went on to train another you know hundreds and thousands. So um, yeah. it was it was a massive uh, step in the whole process, but it was uh, really fulfilling uh, the, uh, as a journey.
0: I can imagine. And, and you yeah. must be super proud. And I, I really wanted to get a sense as well, Nita, um, because certainly within luxury retail, there's often resistance to loyalty programs. Um, sometimes they can be seen as discounting or, you know, there is a, a huge education process to bring, I suppose, your partners along the journey. So, so how did you find dealing with all of these beautiful luxury brands that you deal with?
1: Um, firstly, Paula, it wasn't, um, it was actually quite interesting. So when I joined, like, it wasn't that, um, just because you're part of the Shalhoub group, you are, uh, you know, mandated to join this program and things like that. Like we had to actually convince all yeah. the brands to join the program. You know, some of it required us to actually pitch to, uh their teams in Europe and, um, America and, uh, yeah. to, to actually join the program and convince them to, to, uh, to uh, to consider being part of a bigger network based uh, on on the research we had, mm-hmm. rather than bringing a standalone program that some of our brands have internationally. Mm. So. And that, that, uh, that process was, uh, you know, uh, was backed up with a lot of facts. So the research proved that consumers actually wanted um, choice and they didn't want uh, sort of, they, they wanted a, a choice in terms of brands as well as choice in terms of rewards. Okay. Um, and um, experiences as well was a, a huge selling point because that was really how we set ourselves apart from every other program out there. Um, you know, we convinced the brands uh, the power of the data, the power of uh, um, the experiences value proposition mm-hmm. uh, to make our customers feel valued rather than, uh, you know, uh, mm. just giving them discounts, which uh, which is just about sort of creating that value. Yeah. Yes, at that bottom chain, that is what hooks people on, but as you want to elevate them up the tiers, how do mm. you, uh, you know, make sure that you consistently make them feel valued to keep, um, to keep uh, being loyal across your entire network.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And I'd love to get a sense of those experiences, Nita, like what kind of benefits are you giving in order to make it such a, an experience-led program? Um, so, when, you know,
1: experiences um, means it could actually mean nothing it could mean a lot right but we take this one sure. really seriously um yeah. <laughs> in, in in our ecosystem so for us experiences are twofold so we've got um our benefits which people engage with so mm-hmm. our benefits are really designed about uh, on removing sort of the pain points of shopping um um, you know, and we look at this in three parts. We look at this as before and the during and the after shopping. And mm-hmm. um, so before uh, before could be like, you know, we offer our muse members valet parking um, mm-hmm. at some of the major malls. Um, during is that we offer anybody home delivery, uh, uh, you know, whatever they buy. And and that's actually really uh, worked out well because, you know, you could be shopping in the malls and you just want to send a gift to your friend. So yeah. you can actually use a home delivery service that we offer. Lovely. We also offer complimentary alterations which is, uh, you know, a pain point uh, after shopping and we uh, extended care through our muse concierge uh, service. So our benefits are really designed to elevate that experience. But when we look at uh, our co-experiences proposition as well, um, at an entry level, we have all these complementary brand led moments such as makeovers, uh, styling sessions, um you know uh, and it's not just limited to in uh, within our network but also outside of our network but some of our most popular experiences have been the sort of uh, the, the luxury uh, hand massages that we offer in store um mm. and um move when we move, move yeah. to the sort of second layer, mm-hmm. it's um, the desirable experiences, as we call it. So these are, um, you know, where you can redeem your points for a spa day or high tea at L'Occitane Cafe. Lovely. Um, <laughs> and as you go up, the tier there are these immersive experiences which um, you know on phase 1 uh, we've enabled it through contests but we're looking at different means through our app um, to 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 make it more engaging so these immersive experiences our trip to uh, shoraski uh, you know crystal world in watten's austria a couple of members won that last year mm-hmm. um in in Kuwait we recently announced that uh, some members could fly to new york and uh, experience a dylan's candy bar um and wow. for Mother's day uh, last week just in <laughs> life with everything that's happening um you know it was just win a wardrobe for your uh, for the mom and child and and yeah. you, could, uh, you could, we'd bring products to you so yeah beautiful um, Wow. so essentially it's just elevated experiences across every tier and as it goes high up um mm. you know the dream is really, uh, enabling these uh, front row passes to major fashion shows and um, meet and greet with <laughs> your designers. And, and that's kind of the kind of elevated experiences that we're working towards.
0: Wow, yes. I think when I've uh, worked on some programs with this level of, um, you know, focus on beautiful experiences, we used to just call them money can't buy experiences. So, so that's yeah. what I'm hearing. Exactly, money can't buy. Certainly those front row seats. Amazing, <laughs> sure. amazing.
1: Yeah. Last year, actually, we uh, you know we we did uh, one of our successful experiences was uh, we partnered with Sol DXP. Um, Great, and, um, yeah, it's a big it's, shoe uh, festival, yes. It's a big yeah, shoe festival if you may yes. call it, but um, yes, design also, festival should I say? <laughs> well, it, it is. I mean, it is uh, you know for all the sneaker heads, it's the place to be um, every yeah. once once a year, and you know all the major brands are out there display, displaying displaying the sort of creative work, um, yeah. but. Um, we partnered in a really fun way. We basically, um, uh, you know, for the three days of the festival, anyone who could who had the Muse app uh, and had to go onto the app and engage with us, and if they did engage with us, um, they'd get to, to the front row passes to 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 all the concerts that happened there. So we yeah. had people like jumping the fence as well and saying, "I've downloaded the Muse app. Can I get in?" So you well, know, it was great sort of member engagement, and you know, we managed to give away like sort of three hundred passes to something like that. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And I'd love to actually even um, understand the the name Muse. Where did you come up with that from? and, And what exactly does it mean just for listeners who might know the word?
1: Sure. So um, the, the word muse, uh, you know, I mean, as we know, it just it's it's a source of inspiration. It's an artist or creator source of inspiration. So mm-hmm. for us, our members um, um are our source of inspiration, but equally we strive to inspire our members through our brands. Uh, you know, some of the conversations we've had. Uh, with some of our brands, is just amazing in terms of how can we elevate this, uh, uh, you know, their co value proposition to an experiential proposition. Like with Lacoste, you know, we're offering tennis lessons, which just fits really well with the with the brand. Lovely. So, yeah. so it's it's just that uh, it's it's a two way inspiration, and it goes back to 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 our message on loyalty as well. It's you know, for us, loyalty uh, can't be demanded. It's a two way street. So. Um, it's uh, it's about us showing our loyalty back to our members, and therefore Muse sort of perfectly fits in with how uh, we, you know how we want to operate um, as a brand with a very strong sense of purpose.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And can you share with us, Nita, how many members you have in the program at this stage?
1: Um, so seven months in, we've actually really like sort of smashed our targets in terms of, oh, um, you know, you know <laughs> what we wanted to achieve. Um, so as a very new program, uh, some of the metrics we measure is different from, um, uh, from you know, some of the long-standing programs. So really, it was about yeah. acquisition in the first few months. So we've, sure. we've crossed, we've crossed our two hundred thousand member mark.
0: Uh, oh, congratulations! Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And we're, you know, we're seeing a very healthy engagement as well within the program. So, super pleased.
0: Okay, my goodness. And I know one of the big things, given the current um, retail challenges, um, e-commerce has always been a, a key pillar. I know of what the Shalhoub group has been working on in your digital transformation that you mentioned. So you've been developing, and I suppose fast tracking solutions for, I suppose, Muse members um, just in the last week or so. So I'd love if you would tell us exactly what uh, what are you working on in this particular environment? Uh, Yeah.
1: um, uh, I mean, I think firstly, uh, you know, I just want to say that uh, it's um, it's it's a scary time we're living in and um, yeah safety of everybody, including our members, is the most important uh, message we want to give out. So the very first thing that we did was actually sort of suspend all these personal care experiences that were featured on the Muse app. um, And, uh, you know, uh, we just did not want to risk anyone, uh, including our members, including our employees or other communities that sort of surround us. So yeah. and the second step is really with the help of uh, help and support of our brands. Um, as I mentioned before, we, we do offer complimentary home delivery today. But um, how do we switch that conversation to, uh, you know, if, if they did need anything from us, like uh, replenishment services of, you know, creams that have run out or gift selections or items that we love? We, mm-hmm. We're more than happy to bring it to our members' homes. All they need to do is get in touch with us through our muse concierge wow um and so that's a switch in delivery um and there's a lot of innovation as well that is happening at the moment um um uh, you know like e-commerce our e-commerce our sales have uh, seen a major boost uh, the last month but equally mm-hmm. there are great innovative ideas that are coming out and and we're moving very very fast on some of the projects um, that we've been working on lately so mm-hmm. uh, you know in a couple of weeks you'll see new ways to engage with us catalogs digital catalogs and uh, new payment methods as well which is a fictionless um, and and a uh, huge emphasis that is given on our e-commerce brands. Uh, mm. uh, all you said today we don't have a you know we, uh, like we don't have a group platform, but we have got uh, our mono brands on e-commerce platforms like Lacoste, Swarovski, no. um, okay. L'Occitane. and they all have their program. Uh, sorry, their e-commerce uh, platforms. So okay. our, yeah. as a brand, we're pushing them our, our customers onto the e-commerce, but we're also being very sensitive to not uh, hard sell during this time. The message is really clear that we have to be sensitive to, to what's happening, mm. and uh, um, and therefore it's important that we just make our members aware that these channels exist if they if they want to shop with us.
0: Yeah. And it's a lovely approach as well. Again, I can hear, you know, the company culture coming through and what you're saying, Nita. So, you know, just to be sensitive about it, because there is no right and wrong, because, you know, I know certainly if I run out of my, you know, precious skincare cream, nothing would bring me more joy than to know that it could be delivered to me. Um, But having said that, you know, there are some people who probably just don't want to engage at the moment. So again, um, I suppose you're gathering the data, you're learning what people uh, want and what they don't want. So I think, it's it's a lovely mindset just to say let's be sensitive
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, there's just enough uh, messages out there and we, we we just don't want to add to any pain point that the customers may feel at this point. So as yeah. you said, it's just making them, you know, know that we exist as a channel and yes. uh, should they want to interact with us, uh, we're there. But another thing we're focusing on as well as uh, social media and build, building a strong sort of um, engagement with our members um, and build mm-hmm. a more human connection. Like I've seen some amazing content and, uh, you know, some amazing, amazing initiatives come up on Instagram the last few weeks. I think really, yeah. like, creatively, people have stepped up their game so much. I think uh, coronavirus means isolation and isolation means social media. So uh, yeah. even some of the statistics that I've seen recently that there's been a jump from, uh, you know, the end of last year, uh, the end of uh, last quarter in 2019 mm. to 21. 21- to, to 2020, there's been a rise of 22 percent on Instagram campaign impressions, oh. and a 27 percent rise in TikTok. So, wow. there are new channels that people are on. So, as a brand, um, how do we also endorse these channels and and you know send the right message? And uh, you know, people want to learn during this time. People want to pick up uh, new yeah. hobbies. So, we've had to really rethink about what does an experience look like in isolation and, you know, what what sort of experiences should we offer to our members uh, during this time?
0: Wow! Yeah, no, and again, it's it's um, it is bringing out in some ways, you know, with all of the, the the tragedy and worry and concern, it is bringing out another side. And I think one thing that we've all acknowledged um, amongst our friends and family is that life will never be the same, even when the crisis passes. You know, I, I just don't think we'll ever take for granted going to you know a Shaloo store or a, you know a mall. Um, I think we'll just have a new sense of appreciation. I even had it coming out today. So, yeah. It's um, it's it's all about yeah. social media. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Yeah, social media and staying home. I, I'm thinking of learning to cook. That's my own personal plan. So,
1: well, hopefully Muse will, uh, you know, have a masterclass session on Instagram soon to show you how to cook. and wow. make a favorite meal of yours. So That's yeah, amazing.
0: <laughs> and I loved as well. Actually, Nita, you did mention in some of the background stuff that um, there is a focus as well, and it mightn't be happening just yet. Again, it's it's still a very young program, but the whole idea about creating community. And I'm assuming you have a female bias in your membership. I could be completely wrong, um, but I'm assuming there is. Uh, so there was a lot of talk about collaboration and allowing access maybe to, um, you know, just to have round tables or mentoring. So, so you obviously have big plans for the future as well
1: um for sure like i think um you know uh, it's really about harnessing this the data that we're collecting today and and trying to make it more meaningful to sort of engage with our members and get more personal like often we look at data as a spreadsheet and as records and rows and you know yeah. um, anonymized numbers but they're people with emotions and they're people who want to engage with you in yeah. a more uh meaningful manner so um we uh we're not um Afraid to be bold, mm. um, and and we, you know we we want to experiment and see what works. Uh, we recently, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, we had. Uh, um, a talk uh, by a female entrepreneur at uh, at max mara and we attracted a lot of um, you know good people who wanted to listen to that sort of content
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then you know with the um with the dubai tennis open as well we did a few tennis lessons so it's really about creating that sense of community um mm-hmm. and and looking at sort of learning based experiences um you know if you want to get that paper uh, perfect sort of dinner table setting um, yeah. ideas on how to do that tenagra can support you you know be coached by a female leader you know if you want t- styling consultations we can support you on that um and 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 pick up topics like sustainability as well like you know how can we make a difference to this uh, world that we live in and uh do some yeah. good so yeah um, uh, the program really you know is about acknowledging um, um these sort of uh values that you have as a as a person as a human Mm. and how can we speak to you and and acknowledge Mm. your your human values and and cater that cater to the to that courtesy news
0: yeah and it's almost around helping your members achieve their potential I think is what I'm hearing
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, to, to, to you, that might be important. Um, to me, it might be that, you know, I want to feel good or to someone else, it might be that uh, yeah. I want to be the best version of myself. Like, It is about looking at these sort of uh, human values and, you, you know, trends and how can we act on those.
0: Yeah. And one now, I don't know if you've come across this um, very technical terminology, Nita, (laughs) but forgive me. Uh, I was discussing it with another colleague yesterday um, from a previous, um, I suppose, economically difficult time, maybe back in, certainly for me in Ireland in 2008, when the world went into a recession. Um, And there was a lot of talk at the time about the lipstick effect, um, which essentially means that, you know, I might be able to buy, you know, the new uh, Louis Vuitton suitcase that I really want, but I might be able to go and just get a beautiful lipstick from Sephora. Like, would you have a sense of that coming through in terms of, you know, having such a, a huge luxury portfolio?
1: Um, Interesting. I mean, I think, um, you know, we definitely uh, have seen a good sort of uh, cross-brand uh, engagement uh, across all of our brands you know so some of these synergies that we never thought existed actually does exist um we, you know uh, you wouldn't put two and two to, together and think that uh, yeah. this this sort of uh, you know Tanagra which has is a beautiful sort of homeware brand of ours and 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 their shopper actually goes to uh uh, Fila for example which is a completely different dynamic like so okay. there are amazing sort of synergies yeah. that we see and and you know sometimes you assume that your customer looks like this but when you see this sort of pattern come in you you think actually you know was I right to assume that so one of the trends that we're seeing I mean you know the conversations within the group as well now is is data driven and we're able to sort of um uh, you know yeah. test our hypothesis and test all these hunches that we had uh, before having the program
0: fantastic fantastic so just the last couple of questions then, Nita, Um, as we said you're um, probably a total of maybe two years now into uh, your journey and I know it must be a complete career high even you you already had an amazing multi background <laughs> but to be given the opportunity to create an extraordinary brand for a leading luxury retailer um, do do you have any advice that you would give to um, listeners who might be, you know, at that stage that you were at a couple of years ago where there's an intention to launch a loyalty program and obviously everybody's very ambitious and, and excited. So what advice would you give to people who are just at the early stages of, of launching?
1: Um so I've been launching loyalty programs for the last 5 years yeah so I've I have decided now that I'm not going to launch anything for some time <laughs> now because it's an the, the biggest advice I can give you yeah. is that it is extremely time consuming it takes away uh, yeah. everything but because it's such an exciting time and you have to put your heart and soul into it um because yeah. um, you know a launch demands a lot out of you yeah. um but in terms of like the sort of uh, most important lessons that I've learned having launched, uh, you know, the Cuba Email loyalty program uh, four years ago and and most recently Muse, um, it's it's to have a really uh, strong and clear vision mm-hmm. um, um, as a brand of what you want to be and what you want to achieve mm-hmm. um, and to be a brand with a clear sense of values and purpose. Like this is the most important thing is what can happen after, uh, you know, as you go along is that um, you ca- you come across giving too many different sort of mixed signals and mixed messages and, 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 and very confused as a value proposition and proposition. And then you end up confusing the customers as well. So uh, a clear vision, a clear value proposition that is easily understood, that is super simplified. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think some people do have uh, get obsessed with the outliers and they think of the odd scenarios and the worst case scenarios. And like, Take that MVP approach, which is that sort of minimal viable proposition, and you could continuously sort of enhance it. Mm. We actually, as a, as a team, renamed MVP to like MVE as well, which is what is the minimal viable experience that we want to take out to the market, mm. uh, which gets our customers engaged. And, um, and then we can incrementally add more features to it. Mm. And sometimes... Um, uh, you know, what you think uh, was great was, will we quickly proved wrong because as you see uh, that the engagement to uptake hasn't been there, mm. you can, you know, you can refine and improve. So a culture of testing and learning is super important. Like I can't stress on the fact that you need to test, test, test enough before you launch. Don't take something that is yeah. buggy and, you know, broken to market because it yeah. only takes that first impression to sort of ruin um, yeah. the journey after that. Yeah. Um, and as a team as well, to have, uh, you know, to make sure that your entire team um, backs up this um, uh, philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, but is also equally invested, because as I said, like a launch is extremely stressful and it takes away a lot from you. Mm-hmm. So you you need to make sure that your team are, uh, you know, sort of accountable, they're, they're empowered to make decisions, but at the same time, they're, they're fierce, they're bold, and they're not afraid to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um and lastly, I think the most important lesson is also the fact that uh, senior leadership support is super important. You can't do this alone. You need um, yeah. you need some strong leaders in your uh, in your company backing you up, um, understanding your journey because it is a group wide project. So mm. um, loyalty requires every division to come together. You know, from mm-hmm. HR to legal to IT to you know um, admin and name it. Like everyone needs to come together. So. Yeah. It requires a lot of navigation and, um, Mm. and, you know, constant communication as well. So it's super important that your senior leadership is uh, supporting your initiative.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and I can hear that. And again, I, I really like the fact that you guys did take so much time and that um your CEO, as you mentioned, had such a clear vision of wanting something different. And even actually before we came on air we talked um about, you know, different countries in this region. So again, for listeners, um, you know, we know that the UAE where we live does have a huge amount of, you know, beautiful stores, beautiful loyalty programs, and they've been around for a long time, but other markets like Saudi Arabia, you were saying you're having an extraordinarily amazing experience with really positive energy, a lot of um, very empowered women now out you know driving maybe for the first time in their life and again you you have a loyalty program that you can bring to them which must be super exciting.
1: Um, absolutely, like you know, I think um, uh, Saudi Arabia uh, is a is is an absolute fresh turf for us to play on. Like it's um, yeah. it's new. People are out. There's all these seasons that are there, and, you know, generally the vibe in Saudi Arabia is amazing, and there's there's just so much creativity out there. There's so many new concepts that are coming out. So. Um, we're actually really excited to launch something in Saudi that uh, speaks to the customer of Saudi. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, when, when like, I think we had a market visit uh, two months ago when we went to Saudi and, you know, I came back saying, it's actually a country, like, it's not like Dubai, we're not launching it in one city. Yeah. But it is a country. So you have to think of an experience yeah. that is going to fit somebody in Jeddah versus Riyadh and the mindsets are different and the consumers are different, their habits are different. Yeah. So the challenge is a lot more um, Exciting, mm. and uh, we just need to make sure yeah. that uh, we just don't take. And we're very clear about that. We're not just going to take what we rolled out in UAE to to Saudi. It yeah. needs to speak to the members uh, of the customers of Saudi Arabia, yeah. um, and it needs to appeal to them.
0: Yes, and. Yeah. I remember doing some of my own research as well, which um, just again, supports everything that you're saying. So from memory, I think they said 50% of the population is under the age of 25. So it's an incredibly youthful and energetic yeah. country. And like you said, you know, we can't take for granted that what works in Riyadh works in Jeddah and these cities will not be familiar to listeners. But I know, again, up to a couple of months ago, very much Saudi Arabia was was way up the top of my list of people places to go on holidays because of the incredible places that they are unveiling for the first time. So clearly that's on hold for a while, but uh, I share your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a country with, with so much potential and uh, definitely wish you every success in that country as well. Perfect. Thank you. And then I suppose just the last couple of things. um, Is there anything that um, you wish you hadn't done? Or, you know, if you were to advise somebody just kind of like to stay away from any particular area of loyalty, what would be your advice around that um, idea?
1: I need to think about this one
0: <laughs> and it may be as simple as communications or staff training like like for me like you can never do enough staff training and um, so that that's something that there's always a huge amount of a challenge like did that work easily for example with Shaloub or 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 how did it go?
1: Um, so yeah, I mean we uh, we we took a really good philosophy of uh, training, which was basically, you know, we had to train people across 100, 100 plus stores, yeah, and and they're different messages, and each person is immersed in their own brand. So you know, how do you get them to start uh, selling experiences and selling a program which is beyond just sort of points? So we had we selected like Muse champions across our brands, and they they are now the sort of the voice of Muse as well, so they tell us what's happening on the ground, but mm. equally there there are champions to take the message to every frontliner. Mm. So um, you know, making sure that you have a, a, a strong sort of retail connection because that that is where your consumers are going to be interacting, and it's important that they have a great customer experience at that point. So yeah. um, for sure, like I would say that 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 is a space that shouldn't be ignored, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, uh, but I think generally I think as advisors we we as people have become very obsessed with sort of short termism and, and quick results and, and you know it's just the nature of doing business that way that everything was due yesterday and we need to move fast yeah but um, uh, it's important to understand that loyalty is a journey that people need to go through. We need to understand that, you know, parts to purchase and, um, and our job is really about nudging people along that journey to uncover new brands or products and cross sell Mm. and upsell and push them online. But um, if you do buy a perfume once every six months, um, Like, yes, I can influence you. But if you if you've not run out of that product, it is going to be hard for me to get you Mm. to buy again. So it's, it's taking time to understand these different um, uh, behaviors. And the purchase intents as well, like have I come in to buy a gift, Mm -hmm. have I, you know, when when someone is in that uh, shopping mall, like how can I get the best out of them Mm -hmm. when they're there and and get the best engagement, because getting people to the mall is a challenge, so Mm -hmm. how do we sort of uh, mitigate that when they're there, you know, so Looking at it truly from a customer standpoint is, is super important because we as business live and breathe it, but it's important to actually put your customer hat on and, and keep thinking about everything that you're rolling out.
0: Yeah, love that. And even the corporate video, actually, I was on your own homepage there as well, Nita, the Shellhoop Group uh, homepage. And that whole idea of um, learning and wisdom over time. And I certainly hadn't realized that you guys have been in business since the 1950s. So so there is a huge wealth of, um, you know, customer listening and, and loving your customers that uh, that comes through and all of that. So, um, so it's emerged, I know, in the Muse program. I know you've also been shortlisted uh, for the Loyalty Magazine. Best New Program Award. So I guess you're really excited to wait and see now when the results come out for that.
1: Yay. Yeah, me too. I'm, so, I'm so excited. I, I, you know, this is my baby and I hope we win. So that's all I can say. Of course, of but course. But more than anything, I do think that, you know, we've... Uh, um, like and I think this again drills down um as a culture within the organization. You know, it is a family business. Um and and uh, Patrick Shalo is a remarkable CEO. So uh, he's he's really given us the liberty to to be bold and to be empowered and, and to wow. create something different. So uh but his his request constantly was do not forget the customer do not forget to engage with the customer like engage yeah. with them in a meaningful manner don't just you know blanket send everything to everybody so he understands it really well so um yeah. you know when you've got someone who is uh, who cares about their customers and their people so much that has to translate uh through a program like ours so yeah
0: Well done, you. My goodness, Nita. Well, Uh I can hear you've got all of the ingredients for success. Um, So I literally again want to thank you at this um, very difficult and very busy time. Um, I know you're doing extraordinary work as head of group loyalty at Shellup Group. So I just want to say thanks a million from Let's Talk Loyalty.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you and stay safe.